0: Libby
1: and I'm Farron and this is the tip of the iceberg like Mm -hmm. I want to do what I want I want to live my best life get on my way
0: hello it is the end of February wow we made It it flew by Well, I think it's... I was wondering about this, too, when I was thinking about it. January felt like it lasted forever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like February just
1: was gone. I mean, it is a shorter month. And I was traveling a lot,
0: so... Yeah, and you went on a fun vacation. I
1: was busy. Yeah. But it did feel really fast. Mm -hmm. January was a year long.
0: (laughs) I felt like it lasted so long. Well, I think everyone did, too, because I saw a bunch of things on social media about that. Me, too. So I think everyone struggled with it. Yeah. But regardless, we made it.
1: I think it's because you don't have anything to look forward to in January. Because Christmas is over. Mm. The holidays are over. Mm -hmm. And once New Year's Eve's over, you're just like, now it's just cold and sad. January is a hard month. I think so. I feel bad for people born in January.
0: I don't know anyone born in January. My husband was. Actually, I regret saying that. Because what if I do know someone born in January and they listen to this? They're like, like, whoa, you forgot my birthday. You forgot my birthday. I know so many people go (laughs) in January. I'm sure you do. Just an unlimited amount.
1: I'm sure you do. (laughs) Oh boy.
0: Oh yes. But we made it and and we're here. Ready to start in March. Yep. Wow.
1: March is a month. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: March is Saint Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Really, um that's all I can think of. Yep.
0: Well, now that you have our interpretation of the first three months of the year, (laughs) I think we can begin this podcast. Great. Um, we wanted to start, before we jump too much into what we're going to talk about today, um, we have gotten some great reviews on iTunes, and we're so happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always rewarding, whether it's super highly rated or whatever you're rating it. It's, I, I love feedback.
1: Yeah, me too. It's good to know. And we've gotten emails from people Yeah, um, with suggestions for future podcast topics, which is great.
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. So keep those coming. But I wanted to address one comment that we got. We we haven't gotten a ton of comments on iTunes, just a couple. And one of them is really positive and one of them is not. And so I wanted to kind of talk about our negative comments and maybe shed some light maybe on where we're coming from. Sure. Because I don't want anyone to feel... I w- maybe I want to explain it because I don't want anyone to feel that this per- the way this person does in the comment. So I'll just read it first. Um, it sounds like... I don't know the gender of this person. So I'm just going to refer to them as they. Um, but it sounds like they were listening to our Mistletoe is Gross episode, which was about the myths about sexual assaults and the kind of fun facts that we had about those. And so they say that... the And you can go and look at this, too, if you want to see a closer depiction of what they said. But they're saying that the the topic was sexual assault. And this person wasn't sure, based on the voice, who was saying this. But one of us said, yeah, a lot of men sexually assaulting women. Um, What about women sexually assaulting a man? I believe that men, women, and children are being told that men are bad people and that they always hurt women and told that all men are misogynist which is very sexist and completely false and by um this gets a little confusing but by which third-party feminists and they clarify as like nowadays feminists which i haven't heard that term but maybe i'm just behind um are mostly fighting for no reason but to make men seem misogynistic Which, why don't you make a podcast about women sexually harassing men? So, I see a lot in this comment um, that are pretty common. Pretty common thoughts. And when I go out and do presentations and I'm talking about sexual assault and domestic violence and gender-based violence, um, some of these thoughts come up. And so, it's not a huge surprise to see some of this, but... I wanted to clarify some of these things because a lot of them are misconceptions. Sure. Um, And so I wanted to give a chance because I don't want whoever this person is to feel that, number one, we're ignoring them, or number two, that maybe we are doing these things, when in reality, that's not our intention. Sure. Do you
1: have anything that you want to start off by addressing? Um, Well, I would say that I frequently see feedback like this in not just in my own work at safe, but Mm -hmm. on social media, when people post about sexual harassment and sexual violence and domestic violence, whether it's sexual violence, um, in teen dating relationships or harassment in the workplace, um, this, this tends to be a pattern that I see, um, which is that a, the goal of these, presentations or articles or podcasts or whatever is to hurt all men and to say uh-huh. that all men are misogynist and all men are dangerous right. and B why don't we talk about how women victimize men and this person says third-party feminists I don't know if they're talking about third-wave feminists yeah, maybe that's what um, are mostly fighting for no reason but to make men seem misogynistic so my first thought is I know that one in three women will be a victim of gender-based violence. Yeah. I also know that the majority of people who perpetrate violence against women are men. I know that. We Mm -hmm. all know that. Every statistic shows that. The CDC shows that. Um, That's not to say that, A, all men are abusive and perpetrate violence. And that's also not to say that women never do.
0: Right. And I... I apologize to our listeners because I feel like we it's been our goal to make that clear. Right. And I think we've talked about that in previous podcasts, but maybe if you haven't listened to all of them or maybe if you are kind of jumping around, right. you haven't heard that as much. But if you are out there and you're
1: listening and you're thinking that we don't feel that way, that's not what we... Yeah. No, but I, I think I just want to make sure that to address this, that feminists and i think all all Mm -hmm. people right are mostly fighting for no reason but to make some men seem misogynistic so right my goal as a program director and as someone who cares deeply about gender-based violence is not to go out and hurt men and there is a reason to talk about these issues because we work with over 350 to 400 people a year in Albany County alone who are victims of gender-based violence. Um, And the statistics speak for themselves. So, while I respect this person's comment, I would say there is definitely a reason for fighting for these issues, aside from just wanting to hurt all men. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, I want to make it clear that some of the stuff that is in this comment is just inaccurate. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also want to respect this person's feelings, sure. and I understand that that they might feel they may feel a different way than is being represented in their comment, or they may just feel strongly
1: about inaccurate truths. Okay. Um, sure. And I think. And sometimes what people write doesn't always come across well.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe they, maybe they didn't mean this the way they said it. I think we could go through this comment and provide statistics and information that might defy some of their statements.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will, however, look into making a podcast devoted to women sexually harassing men.
1: Well, I think that that's an important topic.
0: No, no. I mean a whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not like an episode. Oh, like an entire... I, mean, I think that should be like our sister podcast. Okay.
1: Is, um... We could record an episode like every three months. Right, because that would be... Because that's about how often we'd have... I mean, we'd, to fill 45 minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we wouldn't... I mean, we could do that. Yeah. We'd have to space it out a little bit more, but... Can I just take a minute to just say that I want to clear up this misconception, not just from this person's review, but from like... In general, again, with like what I see on social media, that people who do this work and people who are quote unquote feminists, which feminists believe that women are should deserve to be treated equally to men. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're not a feminist, I don't I don't know what that is. They don't hate men. They are not all out to like get men and hate men and spread bad untruths about men. And I just want to clear that up. I mean, speaking for the two of us in this room, we both love men. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I, have a, I am married to one. Yeah. I don't. have a son. I have a father. I have a brother. Right. Like, we are, we, we love men. We there love are men, men in our lives that we love. I don't love men that abuse women, and I don't think it's acceptable. Correct. And I think that this is a men's issue as well as a women's issue. Correct. It's a, it's a big-time men's issue. Yeah. So I just want to clear that up. I think we've handled this well. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just saying, I want to clear it up. Because I think there's some misconceptions out there. I
0: do. And I mean, it's easy to read this comment and be like, well, wrong. Well. But no, at it's the important. same
1: time. I don't like, want to sound like I'm not hearing this person. Exactly. Exactly. Like, these, this person's feelings are valid. Sure. They are. That's true. I just, I I tend to see this pattern of like this kind of comment on a lot of articles Mm -hmm. that talk about gender-based violence. I do too. And I think men take it very personally and immediately get their hackles up and think that we're attacking them when we talk about it. Yeah. So that's not what's going on. Yeah. Next. (laughs) Turns over it. Well,
0: yeah. So this person did not love our podcast, and they rated it one out of five. If you feel differently than that, um, please, you know, go and give us a rating. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we can show... And send us feedback. J-Rod13005 that his opinion is
1: lonely. His or her. I don't know if Oh, yeah. That's right. I'd ass- I, I assumed he was male because of know. how defensive he is, but maybe he's a, a female. I don't know. Could if be She's anything. a female, Maybe. I or have said. a
0: completely different or gender. Or somebody yeah. who doesn't
1: identify. Yeah. You could, you know, speculate. Yep. Okay. So there is that. We just wanted to
0: talk about that. And then we'll also give... We also have a really cute review as well that we'll say. Um, this person says, We love queens who spread awareness of the totally institutionalized sexism in our culture. So we appreciate that review too. Sure. We do. Yeah. So... Rate us, don't rate us, whatever. If you agree with J-Rod, cool. Let us You're know. You're probably not
1: listening more than a few times. I would I would say that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: let us know either way what you think or if there's things we could do better. Yeah. Okay. So, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month is winding down. Yeah, it is. And we've spent a lot of time on this podcast and just throughout the month of February talking about teen dating violence and what is going on with that and what it looks like and who experiences it and blah, 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 blah. So we wanted to take it a step further and see what this looks like for actual teens. Right. Who are in the real world, boots on the ground, live in a teen life. Right. And I want to do this because I stumbled across this really cool article um, <clears throat> by Vox ATL and it talks about, I just loved the idea. We wanted to do something like this, but I found this article too, that lets teens or people in their teenage years, I hate the term teens, do you? Sort of. Yes. It just feels I hate the term long.
1: tweens more.
0: I think they're both terrible. Mm-hmm. So we'll just
1: say youth, that youth. makes me feel very old. Youth, like on my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Um.
0: Now I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what to call them now.
1: Kids. No, no, that's oh. not right either. All right? Well, they're kids to me. I know because I'm 31. Teenagers. Okay. I don't. I mean, we none could of dif- it
0: feels good to me. Oh. I don't know, oh. but t- obviously, I have very definitive <laughs> opinions about it. <laughs> Words matter. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Right. Teenagers. Teenagers. Kind of give teenagers the microphone about what they see. And we wanted to do something like this, but it was cool to find an article that had some of the late work done. Yeah. Um, so I assume these people are from yeah.
1: Atlanta. They're all from Atlanta. Yeah.
0: Um, so they were asked, what is your definition of a healthy relationship and why talk about dating violence? And there's several responses here from people in their teenage years in high school and what they've seen. So do
1: you want to jump in and kind of share some of these? Sure. Yeah, I think they're really interesting. These kids are all, sorry, teenagers, are all 14 (laughs) to 17. (laughs) Um, you can say kids, that's okay. Fine. And they are all in Atlanta. This um, was done by the Center for Black Women's Wellness. Um, and pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this person is 16 and says, for many years now, people have been taught what they think a healthy relationship is. The truth is that there is no right or wrong answer. I believe that a relationship, sexual or not, is built on a number of things, one of them being trust. This is the building block of a relationship. If you have trust, very little could come between you. There are other factors involved in a healthy relationship, such as commitment, honesty, shared qualities, etc. However, the most important thing to know is the difference between love and lust. Most people don't know the difference because of the very thin line between them. This person is 16. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, Um... I mean, I think that... I think that it's important to say that you should trust your partner, not fear your partner, which they didn't point that out. But trusting your partner, trusting being the building block of a relationship, I think that's good. Um, I think that it's a little concerning to believe that – there's no right or wrong answer to what is a healthy or unhealthy relationship because mm-hmm. there really there really are some pretty mm-hmm. clear answers to what's unhealthy, right? Right. Um, but I like that this person believes trust is important. That's good.
0: Well, I think that when I read through these, trust is kind of a common common theme sure. that comes through each of these. The prompt on this question was, "What is your definition of healthy of a healthy relationship, and why?" I talk about dating violence, and I think it's interesting. There's a handful of responses here, and only a couple talked about the dating violence part. Right. Which I feel like, as I've been focusing on dating violence this last month, is really representative of the attention it gets. And the how teenagers feel comfortable talking about it. Um, because teenagers talk about relationships all the time. Yeah. But... At least when I have conversations with teenagers, and what it seems like through my research a little bit, is that those conversations don't surround dating violence as much. And I mean, maybe they're talking about it amongst themselves, but I think it's interesting that it got left out of so many of these responses because I don't think it's talked about very much. Right, in my opinion,
1: this girl is fourteen and talks about how it's important to not lie to each other, always be faithful. Always talk things out instead of fighting and respect each other. Um, in order to keep your relationship up, tell what it is and what it is going to be, and they'll understand that you what you are saying. Don't try to talk to anybody else while you're together. We understand males like to hit females for cheating, but sometimes you just have to tell that person how you feel, whether it's good or bad. So this is a 14-year-old female. Hmm. Sure. So she's saying you don't talk to anyone else while you're together. Um, and that she understands that sometimes boys hit girls for cheating on them and sometimes you have to tell that person. Sometimes they have to tell her how they feel, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, it's alarming. So that's concerning, yeah. really concerning.
0: And and this is the first response. Yes. So this is how we're starting this out. This is the out. first response. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like, that's not an average relationship. That's their view of a healthy relationship. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like this is how it is, real talk. It's right. like this is this is the dream.
1: I think that what what gives me pause is talking about the trust, which I agree that trust is really important. My my question for these kids would be how do you get how do you get there? Mm-hmm. Like how do how does someone earn your trust? Because for me, I think that a lot of teenagers feel that in order to earn their partner's trust, they can't have other friends, they mm-hmm. have to let them look through their phone and their social media, they can't spend time with other people, I can't talk to anybody else when, you know, when I'm dating someone and that's how you earn trust is by showing 100% quote unquote loyalty and right. dedication to another person, which is really unhealthy. Yeah. So I guess that's where I'm what I'm wondering is what does trust mean to them? And how do they how do they earn trust? And how does someone earn their trust?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Yeah, because I think that's the tick the kicker. Mm-hmm. Is like we talked about recently how teenagers just jump in both feet and totally just isolate themselves from the outside mm-hmm. world when they're mm-hmm. in relationships and I sometimes wonder if that's the only way that they feel like they can earn that trust is to never have a perceived threat come yeah. along. Which scares me a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if
0: that's what this this girl feels like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's but it's
0: scary reading these answers because it's just so many red flags about maybe what her relationship is like and her future relationships will be like if these are her values. That's really scary to me. Yeah. Um, I think really interesting is the one person that talked about, let's see if I can find it, dating violence a lot, Um, a man. So a lot of these are from women. Mm-hmm. This is a man though, and he's 17 and he says, healthy relationship is based on trust and loyalty because to make sure how... The person you love feels the way you feel. Hmm. Young teens today is very nervous about dating violence. Dating violence is number one thing teens talk about because teens are scared of dating violence based on their relationships.
1: So this guy's saying that they're talking about it a lot. A lot, yeah. Do you remember back to when you were in high school? Did Mm -hmm. kids talk about dating violence a lot? No, never. Same here. Never, never. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember a lot of seeing seeing a lot of violence. I remember seeing a ton of super unhealthy behaviors. Wait, right, but nobody talked violence. about it. Nobody talked about how that was unhealthy because I think to teenagers it's normal. Right. Hitting someone is not normal. Right. Like there are things that even a teenager is going to draw a boundary <coughs> and say that's not that's not okay. Right. But like we've crossed the line. Refusing to allow your girlfriend or boyfriend to have a fr- have other friends mm-hmm. is. I think kind of normal. I think so too. Not okay, but normalized. Mm -hmm. But this guy
0: feels like it's talked about a lot. Yeah, he does. I wonder if it's talked more
1: about in teenage boys and teenage girls. Maybe. Hmm. And he says they're scared of it. Yeah. Like they're afraid of it. Based on their relationships. Based on their relationships, they're scared of it. Like they're scared that they will be abusive? Yeah, maybe, or scared, scared of being abused. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, probably both. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, that's a puzzler. I wish
0: I had more information about that. Very interesting. Oh, this one is kind of interesting. This, this girl's 15, and she says, she says a few things, but... Oh, she says that kids are talking about dating violence so that nobody takes advantage of them. Huh. That's interesting. But then she goes on to say, I wish my teachers know... That I am very determined about what I love. I wish parents knew that kids have an open mind about things that we love and about sex. We know that we know what we know. They should not force anything on me or other teens, and be more expressive about their feelings. I, I, this line is very interesting to me. That I wish my teachers knew that I'm very determined about what I love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wonder what that means to this girl.
1: Yeah, I, I. Uh question if she's been if she's been in a relationship that her teachers found concerning that's
0: that's where my mind went to
1: yeah like red flags for her teachers Mm -hmm. maybe red flags even for mom and dad
0: yeah because she says i
1: wish parents knew that kids have an open mind about things and she talks about sex Mm -hmm. so we know that sex is something that whether parents want to admit it or not Mm -hmm. that we need to be thinking about with teenagers right um and they, this girl doesn't want anything to be forced on her. So, this, this girl just to me sounds like a normal teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna do what I want. I wanna live my best life. Get out of my way. Don't tell me how to be. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what I, what I like. I mean, that's like, that is a 15 year old girl. Done. Yeah. That's how I was at 15. Yeah. I knew everything. <laughs> and I had done everything, and I knew everything, right. and I had seen everything. Yeah, and I didn't need anybody's sass. To tell sass. you what
0: was going on. No.
1: Yeah. I knew it all. So I think her answer is the most textbook teenage. I think parents listening to this are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how my little kid. I've seen that. That's how my brats are. <laughs> like, I think that most teenagers tend to have that that kind of attitude at some point. So even, even kids who are not in unhealthy relationships tend to be a little resistant mm-hmm. to push back about anything from their parents or their teachers. So that takes me back. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it does. It's pretty funny. She takes me back.
0: Oh, she is funny. Yeah. Well, we, uh, this is kind of something we wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. based on these answers, we wanted to see how this differed from kids in Atlanta to kids in Wyoming. Right. And so we've sent out, we talked to a couple of teenagers here and asked them a few questions and their answers were pretty interesting so we can share those with you um so we talked to kids throughout Wyoming that were anywhere between looks like 14 and 17 um we talked to four kids and they were all in high school so similarly to the article mm-hmm. and I uh, Started out by asking them what their favorite celebrity couple was.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I want to hear that. Yeah.
0: So um, one of them was the Obamas. Oh, Which is sure. mine, too, mine, too. So <laughs> Yeah. I get that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And some of them, so not everybody answered all the questions, so we might not have four for, for everybody. But um, another one is Jay-Z and Beyonce.
1: Okay. Any thoughts on that? I mean, he's a cheater. Yeah. And she don't take no sass. She wrote a whole album about that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She roasted him. But didn't they get back together? Yeah, they did. So is this like pre-cheating? Which, I mean, maybe, maybe Beyonce feels like he, people are capable of change. Right. And I definitely know people that have reconciled with a partner who was unfaithful to them. So yeah, me too. Maybe Beyonce just feels like he made a mistake and he will never, ever do that shit again yeah because it's Beyonce yeah so I'm maybe I'm maybe that's concerned. how they feel maybe that's how this kid feels
0: is that they feel that they love this couple because they made it through all of the trials in their relationship sure um the last person that answered this question said Kylie and Travis
1: I okay so I don't know a ton about Kylie and Travis yeah so I, I don't know how much I can say. Me neither. Okay. Me neither. Um, the little snow. Snip- We're talking about Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. For and those I, who aren't woke,
0: <laughs> like <laughs> us, who don't know that much about Kylie and right. Travis. Right. Right. All I know is that they've had a bumpy relationship.
1: Yeah. They have a real cute baby. It's
0: really cute.
1: I like Kylie Jenner.
0: Me too. Me too. I do too. Hmm.
1: But I don't know much about their relationship.
0: Yeah. In everything I've heard, and I don't know that much, so don't quote me on this, anybody, but it just feels like it's not, there's not as much drama as in other relationships. Like, you hear about a ton of stars having these huge blow-ups, and you hear about, like, cheating scandals and whatever, and I mean, I know there was a cheating scandal with Travis, but it was disproved.
1: Yeah, it was fake.
0: I feel like they're kind of on the up and up, but I'm sure, I'm positive that someone's going to listen to this and be like, "Uh uh-uh-uh.
1: And maybe other... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just know that you don't hear about them very much. Yeah. Like you do with Cardi B and Offset. Oh, my gosh. Who's a psycho. <laughs> she needs to run. I... Yes. Yes. She... All I know... First of all, I love Cardi B. <laughs> come at me if you have anything no, to say about so. it. Um, so she was... They had separated. And she was in a at a concert. She was performing and he... Came on stage with a bunch on of roses. On
0: stage, literally, to ask
1: her to take him back in the, front of all her fans. The
0: video is mortifying. Yeah, I you don't even s- know. How, like, see she her felt process. So uncomfortable. Like, we're not doing this, yeah. Offset. We're not doing no. it.
1: And then the other night, she wins her Grammy for. I think she was the first female to win Best Rap Album. What up? Right. He goes on stage with her. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching it like, what the hell? I don't even this know. This is her Grammy. This is her moment, and this guy's on stage. He's just on stage, standing there like a like a dope. Like a ding dong. Looking at her while she's trying I didn't, to speak.
0: I didn't watch the Grammys. Well, what, that was how did she react?
1: Well, she kind of acted like she she was she was so shocked and like hyperventilating because it was such a huge right. thing, right? And so she was like, at one point, she's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like she was so shocked. And he was like up there supporting her, I guess. But I just felt like he was being I just think he's an idiot. I agree with you. Yeah, so I guess Kylie and Travis got nothing on. No, and Travis isn't going to mess with Kylie because she's fly and super rich, richer than any of her sisters, Right. which is annoying for Kim, probably.
0: I know, because Kim has been the most famous forever. Yeah. And now Kim Kylie, started it with
1: her sex tape. And yeah, now everybody's know. better than her. And now everybody's blowing up. And the reason is is because she's married to Kanye. <sighs> that was her first mistake. Do you feel like it was a mistake? Oh yeah. I can't stand him. Why? He I just think he's I can't he's the worst. Yeah.
0: I think I don't he's like mentally Kanye.
1: ill. I I maybe that maybe I sound like an a hole for saying no. I don't
0: think you do. I, I just think, think he's
1: obnoxious. I think I can't stand how he like dresses her yeah. and like tells her what to wear. I and don't feel like it's great. I don't. I just think like if it works for them, fine. But I don't like him.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
1: So maybe them
0: saying that. So that was a huge tangent we got off on. Yeah, we really did. We really did. But circling back. Kylie and Travis. Because they're drama free. Because they're drama free. I mean, I get that. So no huge qualms with their fave celebrity couples. No,
1: that's not, none of those are concerning to me.
0: No. I also asked them, do you think that the relationships that you see online and um, like kind of like what we were talking about are healthy? And they had varied responses. Hmm. So one says yes and no, the annoying of media surrounding them is not healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder how that impacts a relationship. Oh, I'm sure that's so hard. You know, if you constantly have media and like in the case of Kylie and Travis, all of these people being like, he's cheating. Yeah. And he wasn't. And how does that constant turmoil impact
1: your I don't know. Well, I mean, going back to the Kardashians, I know that they have talked in the past about how hard it is to have a meaningful and healthy relationship with somebody because mm-hmm. a lot of people are really put off by and terrified of all the paparazzi that they have. I yeah. mean, they make their money because they're out there. Right. But a lot of people don't want to be out there like that. Yeah. So I would think that the media would be, I think that would be struggle.
0: Yeah. I And I think... A couple of these other responses are saying that too. Yeah. One person says it's not healthy because nobody would ever get privacy. Yeah, no. Yeah, and so you can't really have an intimate relationship when everybody's all up in your business all the
1: time. Which, going back to Kylie and Travis, mm-hmm. I feel like they are super private. Right, well, and I think... And maybe that's why that if they're her favorite. The His person, her favorite. Yeah,
0: the person that said that... Um, that they liked Kylie and Travis, they said that they thought it was healthy because they seem more private and like they're actually in love and having a relationship just between the two of them. I see
1: that too. Yeah.
0: But then another person says that they feel like relationships in general in the media are healthy fairly. Mm -hmm. um, So most people who feel comfortable enough to share their relationship publicly um, seem comfortable with their partner.
1: Okay.
0: Like you wouldn't throw it out there if it wasn't shiny. Right. Right. Sure Um I also This is kind of funny I also asked What fictional characters Are relationship goals For them hmm. And so you had Jim and Pam Which is a classic Oh yeah Yeah they're great Which is a classic I know one of the One of the people I talked to And I'm able to Pick out her answers Easily That was her answer. Jim and Pam Jim and Pam I get that Um Betty and Jughead I don't know them Um they're from The TV show That I can't remember The name of That's All the Rage Oh. And it's called Riverdale.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen
0: it. I haven't seen the second season yet, which is, it's off my radar a little bit, but Betty and Jughead. Okay. They were cute in the first season. I don't know if they are in the second season. Who knows? And then Ross and Rachel. No way. Yep.
1: Mm Mm-mm. Okay, elaborate. I just think that Ross was an ass. (laughs) To Rachel
0: I don't disagree
1: I don't know I mean I I I don't know I just think Rachel put up with a lot of garbage from Ross yeah well I don't love Rachel as a person either oh I love Rachel really I I just I don't know I think I think there's a little problem I think there are some problematic things with Ross
0: yeah but I think there are some problematic things with with Rachel, Rachel so
1: maybe they're both just
0: kind of garbage people that found each other I just like Chandler I do too. Yeah. He's, he's my favorite. He's the best. He's my favorite, but yeah. I'm a little bit Monica. Yeah. Me too. So maybe that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Makes sense. We're both a little bit Monica. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised after we talked about this. Yeah. Okay. So then we got into the real stuff. So I said, are the relationships you see in real life healthy or unhealthy? And big answer was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. One person said not healthy. One person said unhealthy... Um, And then they said people don't want to be odd one.
1: I'm not quite sure what that means. Maybe. Like the odd one out? Yeah, maybe they mean like people don't want to stand out or be weird. Oh, like if they were to put up um, boundaries
0: in their relationship, they would feel like kind of the odd one out. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Unhealthy, love isn't always forever, they said. Um, Then one person says the relationships surrounding me are more unhealthy than healthy, but of course... We have good ones that shine through and show me that love and compassion really, um,
1: love and compassion really isn't for your partner.
0: Hmm. Huh. I, I think am, that's a typo. Yeah,
1: I think so. I feel like that person's trying to say that there are good relationships that shine through. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Among all these crappy ones. Yeah. Which I I think is so too, which is good. Which makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um, this is. I was talking to Farron about this. I think this is very interesting. So this this question says, do you know anyone in your age group? who you think is in an unsafe or a violent relationship. Mm. And so two of the four said, no, I don't know anyone Mm -hmm. that I even think could be in in an unsafe or violent relationship. One person said maybe, Mm -hmm. and one person said yes. So 75% of the people are leaning on like the, eh, probably not. But the following question is, have you ever been in an unsafe or violent relationship? And 100% of the people that I talked to said yes wow I mean, I think there's a lot there
1: right yeah I mean it yeah. confirms what we know to be true mm-hmm. about high school really like one in three high school kids teenagers report being in an abusive and mm-hmm. unhealthy relationship yep and that's a lot yeah one in three
0: so I mean that stands true in the people I talked to which was just like four random people to be right. honest But what I think is really interesting about that, because we know these statistics, we know it's not a surprise to me that these people have experienced unsafe or violent relationships. What is a surprise to me is they feel like they're going it alone. Yeah. And I mean, that's just my assumption based on how they answered the question before is like, do you know anyone else who is in a violent or unsafe relationship? Yeah. And 75% of them were like, nah.
1: Which kind of confirms what... Um, we had talked about with Quizno. Remember Quizno? Mm-hmm. Oh, Quizno. Who was that girl? What was her name? Kim. Kim. And she had talked about being really, feeling really mm-hmm. alone and isolated. Mm-hmm. Like nobody understood and nobody would relate in her life. Because kids aren't going to, kids are not likely to disclose things like that no. to their friends, especially kids. Because like that one answer was they don't want to be the oddball. Yeah, they don't they want to be, be
0: the one person that says something weird about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and we know about when we're talking about child development too, adolescence is all about like finding who you are, but a lot of that comes from fitting in yeah. before you can figure that out. And so if you are going through this but you just want to fit in, then that makes sense that you wouldn't talk about it. Right. Which is just devastating to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Having people I love that are teenagers. Yeah. <clears throat> that think that they're the only one going through this violent or unsafe relationship when in reality a lot of people around them are right it's just very sad to me um <coughs> excuse me um the next question I asked is what do you think most people don't understand about teen dating violence um, one person said people assume that kids don't understand what is happening because they are young mm-hmm that's what Kim that's said really too. True. yeah that's what Kim said too. another person says it happens a lot more than people realize but then the next person said that it's, unco- it's uncommon. In fact, a lot of teen relationships are unhealthy or violent because teens are growing and don't necessarily know the do's and don'ts in the relationship. Okay. So it's uncommon, I guess, in a whole. But when it does happen, it's because people don't know how to, how to be how in a relationship.
1: And I think some of that's I think, did they say in relation to abusive or just unhealthy?
0: mm. Oh, unhealthy or violent, because... So I think
1: with unhealthy relationships, that's partly true. I do think that kids have a hard time with boundaries, Mm -hmm. knowing how to set boundaries, and knowing what's healthy and unhealthy. Um, Like, for example, with giving somebody access to your phone or giving somebody your Facebook password so they could just look through your social media or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that a lot of kids just don't know that that's just not no. okay. okay and that they have a right to privacy. And I mean, I uh, I have a, a Facebook friend who posted an article, and she's an adult, she's my age, posted an article that was put out by some blogger about transparency in your marriage and how it's really important that you and your partner are extremely transparent with each other. And it was basically saying that you don't have privacy and that your partner should have access to your phone and your emails and be able to look through that stuff i remember this um Mm -hmm. and i had a huge i mean she i didn't want to start i don't want to (laughs) start anything no facebook Uh, no i didn't want to do that so i didn't say anything but i was surprised at how many people had commented saying you know adult people saying yeah me and my husband me and my wife we live this way and that's the only way to live um Hmm. and and to me i i completely disagree with that but um, it was concerning to me to see that from an adult, mostly because those adults are, are parents, right? And what are they teaching their children about boundaries right. and privacy?
0: Because maybe that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out a world in which that's acceptable. But maybe if everything is on the up and up in your relationship, true, yeah, totally. And there's nothing unhealthy or scary going on. Then maybe that's fine. But if there's even like a storm cloud on the horizon, then that's just one one more tool that you get. You get sucked right into And in that or... goes back
1: to where we were talking about what does it mean to be tr- in, like have trust. Mm-hmm. In order for me to trust my partner, does that mean that he has to give me access to all of his privacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Which is kind of what this blog was saying. So yeah. that just scares me that there's adults. Um, because we talk so much to kids about boundaries and privacy. And that it's a little scary that their parents may be um, right. not realizing that in teaching them about transparency... That they might be um, paving the way for them to be in a pretty scary relationship. Or yeah. Scary well, situation. I don't
0: think these things just pop out of nowhere either. Yeah,
1: I don't. Either. I think we see we see
0: generational victims, mm-hmm. intergenerational absolutely I'm saying, victims of people who grew up with their parents being abusive and unhealthy. Sure. And then they found themselves in an unhealthy relationship or mm-hmm. they perpetrated an unhealthy relationship and then their kids and then their kids and their kids. Sure. The studies show that that happens. Oh, yeah. And I think it's it's more about like knowing what is acceptable and what's not. Mm-hmm. And part of me wondered when we were reading that other article mm-hmm. about the boy who was like, I, we talk about this a lot because we're scared of it based on our relationships. I right. wondered if it was his parents' relationships. Maybe. When he was talking about based on relationships, I wondered if that was his parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to have the same relationship. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could
1: be. Hmm.
0: Um, the last question I asked is, is there anything else that you think we should know from someone who sees this stuff firsthand? And um, one person said, is it, it does happen. It's not a myth or something you see once in a while. When you're in it, you're in it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you're in it, you're in it. Yep. And it's really hard to climb out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you think you're
0: the only person right. going through it and you can't talk to anybody about it.
1: And I think it's also really hard. I think Brittany might have said this in her episode that it's really hard when you're in an abusive and unhealthy relationship to recognize that when you're on in the inside. Right. When you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's, that's pretty profound to hear that from a teenage a teenager. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, another person says, do your best to be a shoulder and never push for information. Never tell on the relationship, and to, unless you've talked to the person beforehand, because if they don't want to tell someone, and then when you're, when you do, the aggressive partner will blame them and cause more problems. The victim has to be willing, and supported enough to feel confrontational enough to leave. Sure. Yeah. So, kind of put the power in their hands. In their hands, yeah. Yeah. And then the last person just says, "Be gentle." Yeah. So that's what kids in Wyoming are experiencing. We can say that it's different because people are in Atlanta and maybe it happens more there
1: or whatever, but this is Yeah, these are kids right here in our Yep. In They're our, our neighborhoods. Yep. Right. And so I think this kind of um you know, dating violence and domestic violence and sexual violence are not Mm-mm. restricted to certain neighborhoods or certain states or certain socioeconomic groups. We see this across the board in every state, in every community, in our in our in our own families, yeah, and with our own kids. So, parents need to keep an
0: eye out, right? And and listen to the words of advice that that these kids sure. gave you, like when you're in it, you're in it. Don't push for information. Be a shoulder, mm-hmm. and put the power in kids' hands, and be yeah. gentle. Yeah. yeah. Um. This was a completely anonymous. Everyone was prom- promised complete anonymity when they um, talked to me about this, but one person said that they wanted, to, you know, share their name, and and um, so we want to shout out to Ella, who we're so grateful. Every time we have people share their real experience on here, I think it's just so so much more helpful. For people listening because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have any experience with this so mm-hmm. every time somebody steps up and says yeah this is my story and owns it we are really appreciative so thank you ella and thank you our other three anonymous um interviewees yeah it means a lot yeah it does to have to have firsthand experience sure yeah well if you would like if you we're listening to this podcast and you are a person who identifies as a teenager or a parent of a teenager or someone who loves a teenager and you're like, no, this was completely off base. You've missed a whole piece of this. Let us know and we'll fill you guys in next week. Yeah. Um, if there's something that you feel like should have been said that maybe we didn't quite get to. Yeah. Yep. So let us know if you have anything you want to add to this as we wrap up Teen Dating Violence Month. If you have any other thoughts or questions. Um, we can cover them briefly next time. Or if you have any other suggestions, we've had a, we've had some emails from people with suggestions and we love that because um, we want to talk about what you guys want to hear. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and, and rate us on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let J-Rod be the only, uh, lonely the review only one over voice. there. The only voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you need resources, mm-hmm. how to talk to your kid about an unhealthy relationship, yeah. if your kid comes and tells you about their friend being in an unhealthy relationship, I know I told my mom a lot of things when I was in high school that I was worried about with my friends. Um, we're happy to support you in navigating that with your Absolutely. with your child and. Um, maybe broaching that subject with that mm-hmm. with that other that yeah. other kid. So,
0: or if you are a kid in a relationship and you want to talk to somebody about it, but you don't, you don't know know who, you, give us a call or yeah. shoot us an email.
1: Yeah, our hotline is seven four five three five five six. Area code three zero seven on that. If yep. you're not if you're not, not from our, close or Wyoming,
0: and if you want to email rather than than talk on the phone, if you have a suggestion or if you want to talk about something. Feel free to shoot me an email at outreach at safeproject.org.
1: Great. Um, And happy March. Happy March.
0: (laughs) Bring it on.
1: (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.